guys, we're back. This is Rebecca and... Hello, it's Liv. And we're back today with another episode. Um, welcome back to Reality Loading. Today, we wanted to have a special episode dedicated to our rising freshmen because I know it's very nerve-wracking to go into high school, especially um, if you haven't even been able to go to middle school for most of it because of the pandemic. But we wanted to give you a little bit of advice as rising seniors and tell you what to expect. Um, yeah, I Liv, mean... do you like remember what it was like for you to like go into high school and like what was your experience with that? Well, I think we should just preface this by saying like the way that our school is laid out, transferring into high school is not as big of a deal as it is for a lot of other people because most people in other schools like literally transfer schools um mm-hmm. we do not our high school and our middle school are on the same campus and they're connected and we still have classrooms in some of the same places that we had in middle school and we still have some of our middle school teachers that are teaching us in high school so just want to put that out there as just like a little you know <laughs> So we don't yeah. have all the experience. But, um... Yeah, so obviously every person is going to have a different experience. And especially with COVID, I feel like it's been very different um, depending on like where you live. But I think we still have some good advice that we can share, especially since I remember being so nervous going to high school because like one of the most like vivid memories I have from the first day of school is like right before school started, we have like a hall where all our lockers are and I needed to get to my locker to put stuff in it. But I was like terrified to walk into the hall cause it's so crowded and it's all like returning high schoolers. And as like the new kids, you don't really know how to like enter. <laughs> and like, it's just so crowded and so intimidating. So I remember being scared. Um, what was your experience like? Definitely with like the low, we call our locker room the lower hall. Like definitely that sort of situation. I was terrified of the high schoolers, even though I was one, I still felt like a middle schooler. And it was so hard to not feel like a middle schooler when I'd been on that campus my entire middle school career too. (laughs) Career, (laughs) sorry. Um, Career. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I always say. I don't know why. I say it too. um, I mean, it's just, it makes sense. But I was definitely scared and nervous. The thing for me that made it easier is that I knew the sophomores at the time. Like, I was, like, super... I'd been in school with most of them since they were seventh graders and I was a sixth grader. And so it was just, like, I had that comfort of just, like, knowing some of the sophomores. And I knew a lot of the juniors and even the seniors that year. I'm, like, a theater kid. A lot of the seniors that year were in theater, so I'd had interactions with a lot of them. We weren't, like, friends or anything, but, like, I knew them. So I was a little bit less intimidated than I think a lot of other people are. But what I was most worried about was, like, the workload, how that was going to change. And, like, yeah, I think that's what I was most worried about was, like, classes, I totally understand that, especially since we go to a smaller school, like the social aspect of it is not as scary, but the academics were like very intimidating because like going from middle school to high school, all your teachers say, you know, this is not going to be tolerated in high school. And then like people tell you everything you do matters in high school or, you know, everything you do in high school or sorry, everything you do in high school matters like when you're applying to college and like anything before that doesn't count, but it counts like starting from now. That was very intimidating, but we'll get into some advice for how you can kind of get past that. Um, But also, like, oh my god, I totally blanked on what I was going to say. But, like, just going into high school, it feels like you have forever. Like, I remember being a freshman and just being surrounded by people older than me, and I was like, oh, I have so long, like, senior year is so far away. I have such a long time. And I remember um, when we were eighth graders, Um, a group of seniors came in to tell us what to expect, kind of like what we're doing now. And (laughs) one of them said, you know, it goes by in the blink of an eye. And before you know it, you're going to be applying to college. And I didn't believe them because I was like, it's going to take forever. And like, 
I hate going to you know school when I'm stressed and all that so it feels like the day is just dragging when that happens but it really does go by so fast like I feel like we were freshmen yesterday and now we're like literally applying to colleges (laughs) so just like take advantage of it yeah and I mean we kind of had a unique experience where we lost you know like how uh the rising freshmen lost a lot of their middle school we lost quite a bit of like our high school time Mm -hmm. but um I definitely, it went by so fast. You're so right. Like, no matter, you may feel like the days are so long and like the year is taking forever to end. But when it actually ends and you look back, you're like, that literally happened so fast. Like some of the stuff that happened in like sophomore and freshman year feels like it happened like two weeks ago for me. It's, the time is insane. So just yeah, like, gotta mentally prepare yourself for that one. I remember like uh, last year, the beginning of last year, so the beginning of tenth grade, my debate coach or my old debate coach, like texted and was like, "Hey, Rebecca, just so you know, this year like really matters, and obviously every year matters, but you might want to start thinking about um oh never mind, sorry, you might want to start thinking about um." you know, what kinds of things you're interested in and who you are and what you want to do and, like, get ready because those are some things that you're going to need to know when you're applying to college and writing essays about yourself. And I was like, nah, we have so much time. And he's like, okay. <laughs> he's like, <Suit> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, oh my God. yeah I mean, yeah. I was lucky with that because my parents, uh, my dad specifically told me that I needed to start thinking about that stuff when I was literally in sixth grade he was like you need to start thinking about what you want to do and like what you want to study when you're older and I was like I am 11 years old sir I do not need to be thinking about what I'm going to do in college but like honestly thinking about it in middle school like if if you like because I know I'm lucky like a lot of people still even after thinking about it for years don't know what they want to do but thinking about it in middle school and trying to like slightly come up with a plan or something before freshman year starts will help you choose high school classes too. I think this is getting more into the advice part, but. Yeah, okay, so let's actually get into the advice. We separated it into three categories. So we have um, relationships slash like social life, and then we have academics, and then we have just a miscellaneous category for everything else. Um, And we have some advice under each of those sections. So. And also, we actually posted on our Instagram story, follow us at Reality Loading. We posted and asked you guys to share um, your advice. So the first piece of advice is actually from Diego. And he says, this is under relationships. He says, don't worry about losing your virginity fast. Do whatever feels right. Which, I mean, we can both test to that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like... I've dated someone, but never gone that far, so I it's completely, completely normal. Yeah, it's I think like there's a lot of pressure, but it's you go at your own pace. Don't do anything that feels uncomfortable, and if you're with someone and they feel uncomfortable, don't push them. It's yeah, like pretty common sense, but sometimes you just need to hear it to like feel good about yourself. So, mm-hmm, yeah, good advice, Diego. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, I can. So something that. Uh, I've been experiencing specifically lately is that, you know, you may be friends with people in middle school and you may even be friends with them well into high school, but like friendships are never, almost never going to last forever. Like sure there are some people and like in movies and TVs and stuff, people are friends from the time that they're like born until the time they die. And like, that's nice and all, but people grow apart and you're allowed to. And, I mean, you can stop being friends with someone and still, like, remember all the good times you had together, you know? So, like, don't don't worry so much about keeping the friendships that you have. I mean, you're going into high school. Meet new people. Make new friends. You'll get new life experiences. And, honestly, like, I think I find it better to have, like, 
one really close friend if you can and then just like a bunch of people that like you can talk to and if you need something you can ask them and if they need something they can ask you because then you have just like this network of people that like you can go to but you're not necessarily like super close and i mean but it also depends on what kind of person you are yeah just in general like but also i want to add on to that i totally agree like if a friendship is not doing anything for you it's completely fine to like talk to new people and meet like reach out but also if that friendship matters to you it's like relationships any kind of relationship but especially i feel like friendships um because that's like the majority of the relationships you have in high school they take work so if you want to make something work you just have to kind of reach out and put in the effort and if the person reciprocates it then eventually it'll work out and if not then the good thing about high school is usually they're bigger than the middle school you go to so there's more people that you can reach out to and just meeting a ton of new people is good for you in general um because you get to like experience more perspectives so yeah yeah definitely don't like sabotage the relationships that you do have if they're healthy and everything but don't be Mm -hmm. afraid of losing them either if they're not working out yeah okay and then as a sub point to that we said you don't have to commit to a high school relationship (laughs) sorry but it probably (laughs) won't last and it isn't the most important thing in your life you are i think this that's so true yeah like as someone who's never been in a high school relationship i am perfectly fine with that I feel like it's way better to be single than to be in a relationship that doesn't do anything for you and, you know, you're not super invested in it. Obviously, nothing has to be super serious, especially when you're in high school. It's just for fun. But, like, I've seen instances in which people just drop everything. Like, they drop their academics. They drop their friends. Like, they just kind of fully focus in on being in a relationship. And, um, yeah. That and then when they break up, it's like, well, you just spent a year over a year with this one person and dropped everything else, and now you kind of have to rebuild. So, just mm-hmm. trying to keep that balance is important. Yeah, and now it's like you have no friends, you have bad grades. Like, what are you, what are you gonna do about it? So, yeah, balance is important. And I mean, I've as... never seen. Sorry, go. sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you go. <laughs> you go. You go. <laughs> i've never seen a high school relationship that like lasts for longer than like well no i don't want to say that i've seen some high school relationships work out but i feel like for the most part people tend to break up when one person or the other graduates or when both people graduate so it's not like a lifelong commitment by any means and you're gonna meet so many people after high school so if you don't ever like get the opportunity to date in high school you'll You'll date eventually. Like, don't rush it. It's completely fine. I mean, something else you can do is, like, if you you can break up with your partner if you're going to different colleges, like, meet new people. And if neither of you meet, literally anyone, like, stay in touch. Be friends. If neither of you meet anyone that you're interested in the entire time you're in college, which is pretty rare for the most part, then get back together, you know? Find a way to make it work. But... Give yourself some space to try. Like, you never know what's going to happen. I agree. And trust me, and do also, not get... And also, I feel like high school friendships last longer than high school relationships, um, like mm-hmm. dating-wise, like romantic relationships, because when you're friends with someone in high school, I feel like those tend to last longer. And like even after you graduate, it's always someone that's there for you and had the same experience as you growing up. So, yeah, try to focus on those if you don't have anyone you're interested in. Um, in high school. Yeah, I agree with that. And definitely being in no relationship is better than being in a bad one. And I speak from experience, my friends. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, next? next one. Do you want to read this one? Sure. Um, remember, you won't be seeing any of these people after you graduate. So don't be afraid to embarrass yourself and do what will make you happy. Which I also speak from experience. And Becca can attest to this because it is... I do some wacky things, guys. Like, I mean, like, my school's just, pretty lenient, but there's some wacky stuff. Yeah, lean into, like, whatever fashion you want to wear. Like, I know Liv, um, like, really leaned into her style, and it, like, really 
made you more confident. At least it appears to me that to be that way. It's and, true. You know, I've tried things that freaking terrified me, like, um, but ended up being like my passions, like doing debate and like speaking in front of a lot of people. And um, yeah, even if you fail, like, nobody really will remember. Like, join the talent show if you want to. Join like the dance team or try out for cheerleading. Like, it doesn't hurt to try. And like everyone is trying new things in high school, that's the time to try new things. So just go for it. Yeah. Also, like, don't be afraid to talk in class. Like, I completely understand having like social anxiety and like being really worried about like what people think of you. And especially talking in class for some people can be so hard. But even if you embarrass the absolute out of yourself, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse or not. So I'm just going to not. Even if you embarrass the absolute you know what out of yourself no one is gonna remember that in like three weeks you know like yeah <laughs> we've all this said is more like <laughs> things in class becca has quite a few i have moments. so many stories i'll get into one of them but i will say this is leaning more into like the academic side and not the social side but also speaking in class is the best way to have like a safety net for your grade because mm-hmm. teachers are a lot more willing to give you more Um, opportunities like extra credit opportunities or to round up your grade or to help you out when you're struggling if they see that you're trying in class even if you're not really contributing much as long as you're trying like they're not going to judge you for saying something dumb at least good teachers won't um (laughs) i've said so many dumb things like (laughs) we were doing a propaganda unit in ap lang this year and (laughs) the teacher asked like what is one thing that you hear that um, elicits like an instant response from you that's propaganda? And I said, fire alarms. <laughs> I said, fire alarms are propaganda. <laughs> and everyone laughed. And like, I was so embarrassed in the moment. But I mean, those things happen. And, you know, nine out of 10 times, you'll say something that's like actually helpful and contributing to the conversation. And the one out of 10 times that like you say something stupid, it's just going to be a funny memory that you can laugh about later on. Yeah. And honestly, even if you say something embarrassed and the entire class laughs, they're not necessarily laughing at you. Just take, take the fact that you made people think you're funny for a second. Like, take the laughter as like a compliment you know like you did that you made people laugh you go also Becca, yeah. can I, I have one more story do you want to tell the Becca's? weed seed story yes oh my god it's my <laughs> you do it you do one. it oh my god okay so now this is this is my favorite story of becca's embarrassing moments so it was about not even like a month into our Western Civ class last year. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that this is with the same teacher as AP Lang. So Becca, like, has had yeah, so I messed up in front of him. Teacher. <laughs> yeah. And so literally not even a month. And this has haunted her ever since because of me. Because I will not let it go. But... <laughs> <laughs> so basically... We were in class and we were talking about the colonization of America. We were talking about the different, like, the Colombian exchange. And, uh, the Colombian exchange, the different plants and animals that were being brought over. Um, and <laughs> we were talking about seeds <laughs> and, like, tobacco and stuff. And, Becca, I don't remember exactly what you said. But it was so funny because Poe was. You can't believe that out. Um, no, because- okay, here's happened so in the textbook it said like columbus brought like livestock and plants and weed seed like the exact phrasing was weed seed and little like innocent 10th grade rebecca so like just barely out of ninth grade like first day of 10th grade i walk into Mm -hmm. the room and i i'm like didn't columbus also bring like drugs (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Jada like, said that in the middle of class, and then, li- like, Like, why? I was scandalized, like, I was yeah. so shocked, I was like, little Rebecca was like, Columbus brought drugs to America, and, <laughs> and I've oh never heard anyone laugh that hard. <laughs> 
I remember now he was giving a presentation on it and you read it on the board and then in the middle of the presentation you were like Columbus brought drugs and he turned around to look at you all everyone in the class looked at you and we were all like what what the fuck why do you think Columbus brought drugs and then you were like weed seed and we were all just like no I was so oh my god that was so, so funny but now this teacher is like my favorite teacher ever so you know great. things happen and honestly that just brings you closer to your classmates and your teachers and you have something to bond over so anyways that was a really long story for this yeah, one piece of moving advice moving on okay moving on um oh, don't be peer pressured into dangerous activities if they push you to do things you don't feel comfortable doing they aren't your friends yeah, and I mean, I think this is a pretty fine line. Like, you can... We push each other. Like, we mm-hmm. push each other to do things that we're uncomfortable with. But if someone is consistently saying, no, I don't want to do this, like, especially when it comes to drugs or alcohol or something, like, if you offer someone something to drink or something to smoke and they say no even once, stop asking. Like, if they say no one time, that's it. It's the same thing with sex. If they say no one time, just let it go. But, like, with other things, you know, like, sometimes we go, like, hiking or, like, jumping off of cliffs here and stuff. Because you can do, like, cliff diving here and stuff. Like, we we pressure each other a little bit, you know, to be better and to try things. But, like I said, if someone is consistently saying, like, no, I'm uncomfortable with this. I don't want to do it. Just let it go. Just let them do their thing, you know? Also, at the same time, like, make sure you make your boundaries clear. Like, I know, um, yeah, some people don't feel comfortable being in the same car as, like, student drivers. That's totally valid. Like, I know, um, like, one of our friends told us, like, hey, I'm okay with being in a car with a student driver if you have your provisional, but, you know, obviously... Um, I'm not going to risk it and go somewhere with you if you, like, haven't driven that route before. And that's completely fine. And as long as you set your boundaries, then they shouldn't cross it. And if they try to cross that boundary, then people probably don't have your best interest at heart. And maybe they're not being around them as much. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Oh, academics. Moving on. Academics. This is this is where I feel like our advice really comes in because social life we like we can help you to a certain extent we can give you advice but everyone's social life is like very different but academics I feel like are more consistent not exactly the same but more consistent across the board um, in different schools so especially if um, you're going to school like in America because I know that we've had some people listening from other countries but specifically yeah, yeah. this is like yeah just for the in. U.S. <laughs> Um, you want to read the first one, Liv, since I read the last one? Yes, this is something that I did this year, and I'm going to have a little small story time afterwards, but it won't be very long. Okay, so this one's so important. Take classes that you're genuinely interested in. Like, if you have the opportunity to take a class and you're like, I want to take that class so bad. Oh my god, it'd be so fun. Take it, even if you think that you're going to absolutely fail the class, which I did this year. Just take it. Like, especially if you, and this kind of goes in, I'm going to read the next piece of advice too because they kind of go hand in hand, but don't take your grades as seriously. Like, they're important. They're going to help you get into college. You should try to have good grades, but if you are trying your absolute best, you're going to see teachers for help, you're asking for extra credit, you're doing everything you can, you're doing all your work, and you just, for some reason, cannot get your grade up, at some point, you're just going to have to let it go, and you're going to have to just in- just enjoy the... So, something that actually... So, I took AP Physics this year, and it's going to get into my story time. I took AP Physics this year, and I am not good at math. I did not do very well in this class. I failed almost every single test. I constantly had to do retakes. It was It was pretty bad. But something that my AP Physics teacher said to me is that if you... Just, if you genuinely enjoy the subject of the class that you're taking, your grade will turn out okay. Because you'll be so just, like, enraptured by the subject and so interested in it. 
And especially like if you're that genuinely interested in something, your teacher will notice too. And they'll like be more inclined to like give you extra help and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know. I stopped worrying about my grade in that class specifically. And I still ended with like a B plus. And I just, I had like, I was so much like less stressed out this year when I stopped worrying as much. Like I was still stressed. I completely agree. You should listen if you're like interested more in our journey about like how we chose classes that actually interest us. You should listen to our Jack of all trades versus master of one episode where we kind of talk about our experience. But it also goes both way. Like Liv talks about challenging yourself and taking harder classes um, if you're interested in the subject. But on the other hand, you can choose not to take harder classes um, if you're not interested in them and focus your time and attention on things you're actually passionate about. So in my experience, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't take any AP STEM classes this year. So I only took AP Humanities classes, which is where my interests lay. And I was able to spend so much more time and energy on those classes. And I think I got better results because of that. And I enjoyed school more because of that. And I was less burnt out. Burnout is also something you really, really want to avoid, but we'll get into that yeah, a little bit later. Yeah, you gotta look out for that. You want your freshman and sophomore year grades to be as absolutely pristine as you can get them because junior year is hard. Like, no matter what yeah. classes you take, it's just hard because you're yeah. so tired and burnt out all the time. But, yeah, that's just, just, you guys got this. Just keep your grades up and you'll be okay. Try your best, honestly. I know there's a lot of conflicting advice because we say, like, don't worry about grades so much. And then we also say, but don't let them drop too much. Like, yeah, at the end of the day, just try your best. Yeah, it's all about balance and just doing what you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then the next thing is um, talk to your teachers, get to know them. It helps when you need help and you'll eventually need letters of recommendation. This was like the most important thing to me that I wanted to add um, in this episode because I have great relationships with almost all of my teachers and it started um, in freshman year because I would just go around and, you know, maybe stick around after class and talk to teachers or participate in class or just like make sure they know you appreciate them. Um, And I know not everyone has like the best teachers. I've had my fair share of teachers I didn't agree with or didn't really necessarily like their teaching style. But for the teachers you really like, like show your appreciation, write them a card, like talk to them. Um, It really matters because especially in like, for example, I need help with math a lot. um, And it's really nice to know that you have like you're on good terms with your teacher. Um, because they're more willing to help you. They're like my math teacher spent so much of her extra time, like outside of class, helping me, like after school, during lunch, during study halls, and it like really brought my grade up. Um, and also, eventually, you're as uh, seniors, you're gonna need letters of recommendation from your teachers. So you want to start thinking about, you know, obviously not right now because it's most likely going to be from your junior or senior year teachers but um if you go to a school where you have the same teachers uh throughout high school um or you take classes with the same teachers then you can start thinking about that now because um you're going to need usually it's one letter from a teacher that teaches something related to the humanities, one related to STEM, and then one extracurricular, but it changes depending on the college, obviously. So, yeah. Do you have anything to add, Liv? Um, That was pretty good, dude. I just wanted to (laughs) add in that um, something else, like with your teacher's relation, with your teacher relationships, if you make really good relationships with your freshman year teachers, even if you don't have them when you're a sophomore, Say that, like, like, I'm going to use the math example, too. Say that you're really struggling with math as a sophomore, and you know that your math teacher you had when you were a freshman can, like, do the type of math that you're struggling with and can help you with it. Having a good relationship with that teacher, even if they're not teaching you this year, may allow you to go back and ask them for help, even if they're not currently teaching you. Now, I mean, it won't always be the case. Teachers don't always have the time. They're very busy especially when they have especially teachers in bigger high schools they have a lot of students and i speak from experience because my mom is a high school teacher 
she's busy all the time and so definitely like good relationships with your teachers will definitely help and also like because i know that like some teachers can teach freshmen and seniors so like especially they can teach normal classes and like ap classes and stuff so just keep in mind that like having a good relationship with your teachers now will help you in the long run yeah and teachers talk with each other so like Mm -hmm. if you start first impressions are really important so if you make a good first impression with your freshman year teacher they will talk about you to whoever's gonna have you next um and that'll help with your first impression for the year after so it just kind of like carries over um in my experience so like teachers will come up to me and tell me hey like um i've heard about you and like i'm excited to have you in my class or if you know, it's a subject I'm not as good in. They're like, hey, if you ever need any help, um, feel free to like come talk to me because I know, um, you know, so-and-so was able to help you this way last year. Hopefully I can do that for you this year. So it really just um, is really good overall. Yeah. And um, I mean, that's why I mentioned AP classes, because like if mm -hmm. you have a teacher and they're like and you participate in discussion and stuff and maybe you want to take this like AP class down the road and that teacher might have talked to the AP teacher and been like, oh yeah, they participate in class all the time. They're great. You'd love having them in class. And they're a lot more likely because in certain high schools, AP teachers are allowed to like, you know, there's like criteria and stuff. And, you know, there's not always enough spaces in class. So just, yeah. Yeah. They can put in a good word for you. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And the next one. Don't be insecure about needing a tutor. Many people have one, and it's uh, one of the most... Wait. And I can't most... read. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got it. Um, most of, like, the successful or smart kids actually have tutors that help them outside of class. Yeah. I mean... And, like, yeah. We know we tutors are expensive, and not everyone has access to them, but it doesn't have to be someone you pay. I know... Um, NHS at my school, National Honor Society, has a program where kids in NHS will tutor other kids, um, and that's, like, for free. There's also, like, teachers that are willing to stay after school and help you. Um, there's lots of resources. There are, like, study groups online. Um, you can reach out to your upperclassmen, um, different things like that. I mean, you can reach out to, like, your friends, even, if your friends mm -hmm. are willing to help you, or just other classmates, you know? That's why it's good to have, like, a network so that you can help yeah. each other but yeah mm -hmm. i mean like we both have tutors we we actually both have the same tutor <laughs> yeah but um for math because struggle but yeah so just like yeah. i know some people are like oh like tutors are for kids who are like dumb or whatever and no they're really not tutors are just there to like try and give you some extra help with subjects you struggle in you know and you're allowed yeah. to struggle you don't have to be perfect Mm-hmm. And we're very lucky to have our tutor. He's very helpful. So hopefully mm -hmm. there's some resources that you can access um, through your school or through something else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Want to read you... the next one? Yeah. Let's see. Um, if a class is particularly hard, sit in the front row and take notes, even if the notes you're taking don't make any sense. And I fully agree with this. If you're struggling in a class, the absolute best thing you can do for yourself is sitting in the front. Because it'll mm -hmm. force you to pay attention. And if you're struggling, you need to pay attention. I have a really bad habit of if I don't understand something, I'll just zone out and I tell myself I'll figure it out myself later because it's I'll have like more time to piece it together on my own. But that never happens. It's always harder to learn it yourself. So sitting in the front row in classes where I struggle helps me by forcing me to pay attention, like Liv said. Um, and the notes that I take, even if they don't make sense to me in the moment that I'm writing them, just writing them, like, gets your brain to start thinking about it. And then eventually when it makes sense, then you have that source right there um, that you can refer back to. But if it makes sense, but you don't have your notes, like, eventually you figure it out, right? And you don't have your notes, then by the time, like, you have to start revising for a test or something, um, you'll have forgotten it a little bit and you won't be able to pick it up again as quickly. Um, for like a final or something so just take notes and then ask your teacher um, questions if you need help yeah it's really important because I know like for our math final this year I missed I mean I was sick with we were both sick with COVID and 
we basically missed an entire chapter of math and I had to teach it to myself before our final. So that was fun. <laughs> so just, yeah, definitely notes are important. Yeah. And also there, I think Khan Academy is like a really great resource if you really need to hear like a lecture again, which you can always record lectures, but I feel like when teachers teach it usually takes like a whole hour <laughs> to get through a lesson because that's the amount of time they have in class. But if you need it <laughs> to be condensed, definitely look on YouTube um, and things like that. But just, yeah, just try your best and ask your friends and work together. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is, this is. This is the one, guys. This is the one piece oh, of advice. Wait. Before we move on, also, ask if you are someone who's more outspoken and not scared to um, speak out in class, ask questions, even if you kind of understand it already, because I guarantee you there's at least one person who has the same question as you who is like just scared to ask it and they're like secretly super grateful for you. And like I've been that person before. I've been on both sides. So just just do it for everyone. You're helping everyone out. Me and Becca have the same math brain, and so, like, whenever one of us asks a question, we'll look at each other, and it's, like, this, like, eye contact of just, we had the same question, thanks for yeah. actually asking it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, just, yeah, that's definitely true. Okay. okay, next one. Now, moving on to one of the biggest pieces of advice that you have heard basically your entire educational life. Don't procrastinate. <laughs> I know. The cliche, and everyone <laughs> says it, and everyone still does it, but hey, it's worth a shot, right? <laughs> right? We might as well try to tell you not to procrastinate. I mean, dude, we still procrastinate. But, like, if you can procrastinate less, you know what? Here's my advice. If you're a, because I am a serious procrastinator, I procrastinate everything. My piece of advice is if you have a class that you love, you love doing the work for it. You love the subject. You love the whole thing. Do your work for that specific class as soon as it gets assigned, right? Don't procrastinate that. Because if you like, because that's stuff that you actually kind of want to do, you know? You're like, well, I don't hate doing this homework. Any homework that you don't absolutely despise doing, do it as soon as you get home. Well, not as soon as you get home. Do it the day it gets assigned. Like, just just take some time and do it. Because then... That gives you a little bit more time to do all of the assignments that you're procrastinating that you hate doing. It's taking Building good habits, honestly, because mm -hmm. like I know Liv has said that writing out an actual uh, schedule helps like at three o'clock, I'm going to do this at four o'clock, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and also like if you procrastinate, you may think that you have more time to like live life. But most of the time, at least when I procrastinate, I'm just scrolling on my phone and I don't actually get to like hang out with friends or go out and do fun things. I'm just wasting time. So if you get can get things done and out of the way, then you can actually have fun without having to stress about all the things you need to finish. And yeah, I think. Mm -hmm. And also, you, you're probably, you're most likely going to be able to get away with procrastinating as a freshman. Like, I wouldn't, you oh, know, definitely. like... I've written so many papers the night before, um, especially since as a freshman, you have so much time to finish your assignments. Like, I remember having, like, two or three weeks for one paper, and it was just... And now we have had, 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we had we had so much time, and, like, but just start by writing your thesis the day it's assigned. And if you procrastinate the rest of your paper until the night before, at least you already have your thesis or your intro paragraph. And it's important to build these habits because um, as juniors, it starts picking up once you like move up. So um, mm -hmm. we had like at the beginning of, a, of the year, we had a paper due every week and then every like two times a week. And then we had timed rights in class that we had to finish and outside of class. So like one ev due every single class. And at that point, if you haven't built up the habit yet, you're going to be screwed. Yeah. Definitely. And honestly, this is another like specifically essay piece of advice. If you want to, this might help you honestly, is like take a prompt, sit down, write a really crappy draft of an essay in 40 minutes. Give yourself 40 minutes to write as much about that topic as you absolutely can. And then even if you procrastinate the rest of that essay until the night 
that it is until the night before it's due of at least an entire rough draft that you can just go in and completely like shift. That's something I should have done. And I didn't yeah, until this year. <laughs> you so. just need something to turn in. Usually teachers, I feel like unless you have a really terrible essay, teachers tend to like give you at least 60%. And then after that, you just have to do little, just tinker with it until it's, you know, well, at that's the if, place that you that's want it to be. They allow revisions. It's not all, I like, mean, like, before it's due, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. worst case scenario, you get, like, a, what, a 60%, which isn't great, but it's something. It's better than a zero. And then if you have time before it's due to do revisions and edit and get peer edits, then do that. Mm-hmm. No matter what, never, it's like the, like the SAT, never leave something unanswered. Never, like, just ignore an assignment. Always turn in something. You might as well try to get some points for it. You know, it's better than having a zero. Even if it's really It's crappy. also pretty specific to essays only, but um, also don't plagiarize. Like, oh my God, you will get a zero. Answer. You like, I've seen people get expelled from our school or have to have their colleges notified because they plagiarized in high school. And it's definitely not worth it. Like you can get away with it for as many times as you want. But like once you're as you can, but like once you're caught, then like that's that. That's like it. it's on your your academic record. And it's so much easier to just cite people. Like, if you want to use a source, you can do that. Just, like, cite the author, and mm-hmm. um, that wouldn't be illegal. <laughs> it would maybe not be a great essay if you're mostly using other people's words, but at least um, you're not going to get in trouble for doing that. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. But no, like, I added this to the end of Don't Procrastinate. It will bite you in the ass when you're an upperclassman. Like, Mm. having a habit of procrastinating will not help you. You might be able to get away with it freshman year. Hell, you might be able to get away with it sophomore year and most of junior year. But, I mean, it's going to come back and bite you eventually. Procrastinating is like karma. It always goes full circle. Mm -hmm. And, like, we say that, and it's a little bit hypocritical because everyone does it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's hey, um, do as I say, not as I do. You know. <laughs> yeah, we're like we're trying to scare myself into not procrastinating right now too. Honestly, I got I got stuff I got to do still, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay, okay and then last one under academics is start thinking about your major now. It's okay if it changes, but you'll want to plan when you're a junior. Doing this instead of focusing on colleges in terms of ranking and prestige is more productive and less stressful and i want to clarify when we say start thinking about your major that is so much pressure and mm-hmm. i hate it when people ask me to do that what we're saying is not like decide on what you want to do in college obviously it's way too early as freshmen to be doing that it's more like just thinking about your own interests and your own skills um and honing those interests um mm-hmm. it's basically the same advice we gave earlier just like do what you like yeah like for me i started thinking about like okay I really like science. That's super interesting. So maybe I'll go into like a science major. And then as I went through high school and I experienced more classes, I was like, oh, okay, biology is really cool. And then even last summer, like sometimes there's just something that like hits you and all of a sudden you're like, holy, bro, that is so just, yes, I want to do that for the rest of my life. And like, it's just... (laughs) honestly yeah it works for some people like i know it helped to live a lot but for me it's just really stressful to think about my major so maybe this isn't like the healthiest thing to do but we say this because i think it's way better than just like hyper fixating on colleges based on ranking um because i know a lot of freshmen go into high school thinking i'm gonna get into stanford and harvard and yale and like i feel like most people kind of go through a phase like that where they're just like super super they think super highly of themselves and then they're like Mm -hmm. slowly crushed by high school (laughs) (laughs) high school just whittles you down until you're like i'll take community college please (laughs) which is not a bad choice (laughs) but like if you if you hyper fixate on like high school or not high school college rankings then you'll never like really get to know who you are as a person and what you're interested in and then you might go to that college and realize 
if you get in, you'll go to that college and realize it's not as great as you were expecting it to be because maybe it's really good for computer science, but it like has not that many, it doesn't have as many resources for, um, let's like philosophy. say, pre-med or something. Yeah, like philosophy. Yeah. So you want to focus more on what you're interested in and then base um, your college list around that. But this is, again, more for when you're older. So maybe not as a freshman. This might be more for like if you're a junior. Um, yeah, but what just you good can to do keep as in a freshman right now, just start thinking, like, if you can, just, like, pick out what subjects you like, even if they're the most basic subjects. Like, if you're like, okay, well, I kind of like math, but I hate history, but I also really like English. And, you know, maybe you like art and stuff. Just, like, try and keep that in mind and think about that a little bit and, like, mull over. And then eventually you'll find something. So You yeah, don't have don't to, like, box yourself in to one thing but just just keep an open mind and yeah i think a lot of these um the advice we're giving right now is just try different things but like said differently you know yeah pretty much like try different clubs try different sports do like as much as you can um your freshman year because you'll want to have that like base of like this foundation of like knowing you tried it um going forward if you want to like keep taking it seriously so Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I feel like it's less intimidating to try things as a freshman um, because you it's like when everyone is trying things. If you want to like get into something as a junior or a senior, you can still do that. But it's I've hard. heard a lot of people say, I'm not going to do it just because it's too late, which it's not, but it feels like it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And even if you're interested in two totally different subjects, like say that you're interested in art and like biology you know like you don't think that those can correlate whatsoever but i mean like you never know maybe you'll find a major and the entire major is literally just like like drawing out like different biological stuff you know yeah i do want to say i realize this is getting a lot into like college stuff and i kind of regret that because i know i would hate it if someone told me like start thinking about college as a freshman that is like the exact opposite what we're trying to say um we don't want to put that pressure on you as freshmen it's probably just influenced by the fact that as juniors we're applying to college right now or we're looking at colleges so it's just a lot it's just been on our minds a lot but you know you still have a ton of time um so just just yeah just yeah you i mean you do you have like three years so um you can think about it, but don't, like, stress about it. I think it depends on the person. Some people can think about college, and it's just super fun. But, like, I know for me, thinking about college is, like, super stressful. So if you know it's going to stress you out, just put it off. Don't yeah, think about don't, it. Yeah, definitely don't stress about it. Just, like, put it in the back of your mind and try and let it, like, ferment for a little bit if you can. But definitely don't stress. Yeah. Okay, and now our last section this is the miscellaneous other advice that we have um okay we can kind of skip this first one because we already said it but it's just try new things and don't Mm self-sabotage like just if you want to really go for it i feel like people think it's not cool to try your best i don't know why i feel like i don't it's just so weird try your best if you want to do something just go for it but yeah, we were doing over that. It's so cool when people try their best. When people are I like super too. into something, it's like awesome. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah. Look at you doing that thing. You go. You yeah, got this. Exactly. If you're it's super great. into band, like, do, do it. it. Go do for it. it. I can practice every day after school. You know, like you got this. Go mm-hmm. band. <laughs> okay. And yeah. the next one is. Everything is in everything. everything. Everyone is insecure about something in high school. I promise you, no one is judging you as hard as you're judging yourself. Um, confidence is eighty percent of how attractive you are, anyways. Your glow up happens when you stop waiting for it to happen. So don't be afraid to experiment with style and makeup. It's better to be bad at it early instead of later. Agreed. Like definitely. Like if it's so much better, like wear like strange bad looking makeup to school when you're a freshman than trying to and I'm speaking from experience trying to learn how to do makeup as a junior and everyone else already knows how to do makeup it's not or don't wear makeup if it's not your thing if you're a guy yeah. and you want to try makeup but like people are discouraging you 
fuck them. Go for it. Do it. Like, and if you're just do your thing. Don't want to wear makeup? Don't wear makeup. I didn't wear makeup for years. I just like fun eyeshadow. <laughs> like, that's my yeah. thing. I don't wear any makeup besides, like, eyeliner and eyeshadow. So. Yeah, exactly. Moral of the story, just do what you like, do what you're comfortable in, and if what you're comfortable in is sweatpants and a hoodie, wear that. If what you're comfortable in is dressing up, go for it. And if you're insecure, everyone else is, so just don't beat yourself up over it. Yeah, I mean, Becca knows, one day I'll literally show up to school in, like, sweatpants and a sweatshirt, and the next day I'll be there in a full pi- pirate outfit. And then the day after that, I'll show up in a narwhal onesie. I've done that multiple times. By the way, the best thing that you can do when you have finals is buy yourself a onesie and wear it to finals. You will be so much happier. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Onesies are great. But honestly, like, just just experiment. Like, if you want to dye your hair, high school is a great time to do it because, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have job interviews to worry about. You don't have... You're you're, you're young. Just like, go for it. If you want to dye your hair, definitely do it as like a freshman or sophomore. Because when you get to junior year, you kind of got to start looking for jobs and stuff, depending on what you're doing. But if you can, I say I say freshman year is definitely the best time to experiment with like style and makeup and hair colors and hairstyles. Because then you have the rest of high school to grow your hair out too. So it's like appearance stop you from doing things because i know there's a huge emphasis on like glow-ups and i see on social media all the time people are like you know i may be in my house all the time doing nothing now but when i glow up i'm gonna go out every day and i'm just gonna date a lot and i'm gonna hang out with everyone and go to all the dances and like that's such a toxic mindset to have like that's why i feel uncomfortable about like glow-up trends because it's not really glowing up, you're just growing into yourself and, like, going through puberty. So, like, all of those things that people are insecure about, acne, um, like, looking super awkward because you had a growth spurt, those are normal things. And you shouldn't let those, like, d- changes stop you from trying different things and going out of your comfort zone because I know I let it stop me a little bit when I was a freshman and that's something I regret because like no one else cares just do it and when you're when your quote-unquote glow up happens then you won't you're still going to be insecure like everyone acts like it solves all your problems Um, it does not (laughs) it does not like uh it's still you're still going to be insecure everyone's even like supermodels are insecure so just, yeah. just don't think about I it mean, too much. I know it's easier said than done. Yeah, if you're all into that glow up trend too, you're gonna glow up and then you're gonna you're gonna like glow up and you're gonna be like, oh my god, look at my glow up. And then literally a week later you're gonna be like you're gonna hate your parents again and you're gonna be like, Well, guess I gotta wait for my next glow up when like glow-ups are something you make happen yourself, my guy. So just mm-hmm. go for it. Like do the things. It'll yeah. be it'll be good. It'll be good. It's better to like just do everything and sit in your house and wait for something to happen that's probably never going to happen so just never going to happen as in you're never going to accept the fact that you're hot like that's (laughs) everyone is beautiful in their own way and you know what people generally think of as glow-ups that's just you maturing honestly um Mm -hmm. throughout high school and a lot of people are late bloomers and just like don't think too hard about it don't be like waiting for it to happen because it happens when you stop waiting for it to happen it just one day you'll notice that you've changed when looking back on pictures and by then it won't matter like yeah yeah it's never as big of a deal as you think it is yeah oh okay i'm gonna read this next one just because i think it's Mm -hmm. something that's kind of difficult but don't be because i know we said that we were like scared of our upperclassmen you don't have to be like as an upperclassman like we're just we may like seem scary because we're like older and we've been in high school and blah 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 but like we are all mentally and emotionally completely exhausted and we all still feel like we're freshmen like mm-hmm. deep down we're all like what 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 we're we're upperclassmen no no that's wrong cuz i was a freshman like 2 days ago and I'm not, not a junior. It's not how that works. I'm still a freshman. That's what I feel like. 
And like, if you as a freshman seriously need help, find an upperclassman. And I know it's harder in big high schools, but like, find an upperclassman who you've heard maybe rumors about that's like tends to be a nice person, or like just someone who you've noticed and is like, oh, well, they seem pretty nice. Just go up to them and be like, hey, could you help me with something? Because I've had literal middle schoolers come up to me and, like, ask me for the time or, like, ask me to help them with, like, a math question. And I've never seen these children before in my life. And I'm like, yeah, I'll help you with your math question. I wish I had someone to help me with my math question when I was a sixth grader. So, yeah, definitely yeah. just I know the they're like get. There are definitely, like, hazing issues with, like, freshmen. I remember being yeah. a freshman and, like, People would say, like, oh, every freshman class goes through it. This is just, like, your turn. And then when you're an upperclassman, you're just going to be just as mean to the lower the lowerclassmen. And mm-hmm. I'd say, like, if you're an upperclassman listening to this, don't do it. Like, if you remember how awful it was, why would you want to, like, inflict that on someone else? Because um, I remember, like, we were bullied so hard online because of, like, the whole, like, Visco girl thing before we were fre- the summer before By the way, we were freshmen. Not our grade. That's yeah. below us. I mean, it's but okay. It's so <laughs> dumb. It was stupid. Yeah, but like most people are not like that in my experience, and I think finding mm-hmm. um, role models and mentors who are older than you is like one of the best things you can do for yourself. And like the upperclassmen, like naturally, just seem cool. At least they did to me because um they're older than you. But mm-hmm. I had so many role models um when I was a sophomore, especially um whether it be like captains in a certain activity or just people that you have in your classes and they really really helped uh, helped me because they like helped me gain confidence in those areas they were able to um it just felt cool to be talking to upperclassmen honestly and just like seeing what they did in high school and kind of like copying them when I didn't know what I wanted out of high school was like a really easy way to like try different things so yeah yeah, if you can find a nice upperclassman to help you, it will definitely give you kind of like a leg up over everyone else. You'll you'll just have so much more, like even just more confidence in general walking around because you know if you need anything that you have someone you can talk to who's gone through the grades that you've are that you're going through now. And it's just it's yeah, it's really nice to have someone who can like help you with that. The only downside is they will graduate before you and you will be absolutely <laughs> devastated and Don't miss so them sad. every day. <laughs> I like literally talk about the people that have graduated two years ago still. I'm like, I miss them so much. Like, <laughs> I want them to come back and be captains of their activities again. And like, you know, that sucks, but that's just a sign that they were good people. Yeah. Also, as an upperclassman, I have this eighth grader rising, who's also a rising freshman who I'm friends with. And I know I'm going to be sad when I graduate because I'm like, I'm going to be like, but I have to leave you. No, I don't want to leave you. I want to keep like helping you through high school and like doing things. And like, I'm very sad about it. So like, just know that like your upperclassmen friends will also be sad to leave. (laughs) But yeah. But also a word of advice if you're reaching out to upperclassmen and like it's going in a weird direction not like from a place of mentoring you and like being a role model or a friend but like i see this a lot with upper school or not upper school um upperclassmen boys especially senior boys hitting on like freshman girls run red flag red flag. run the other direction (laughs) please because we don't have good intentions Mm -mm. we've seen it happen you have to be so careful literally if you get any sort of weird vibe run as fast as you can the other direction please engage it never ends up well if you think they're being a little bit overly friendly it's better safe than sorry because like if a 17 or 18 year old is hitting on a 14 or 15 year old that's a big difference when you're still a child like that is as juniors as rising seniors I cannot imagine like hitting, hitting on, an eighth, grader. on a, an eighth grader or a rising freshman. So like the people who do that have a either been rejected by the people in their grade and are just like looking for anyone or they're trying to prey on you. So yeah. And they're really, 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 really creepy. 
So please yep. just be really careful about that. Like, yeah, even if they seem slightly overly friendly, run. Just like, 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 or at least like confront them about it and be like, hey, what the hell is going on with this? And then if they get like defensive or they get like even weirder about it, definitely run. That is red flag number two. So tell someone if they keep, if they're like pushy. Yeah, if they keep bothering you or they're pushy with anything, like, let someone know. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your teachers, counselors, oh, someone, t- anyone. Dude, tell your freaking principal if you think that's going to help. Like, tell anyone who you think will help your situation, you should tell. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, last two, I know this is getting long, but these are really important. It's okay to take a mental health break from school or take a semester or year to recover from burnout. And I've done this. You call in to your school, tell them you're sick, and you can use that time to catch up on sleep, to read a book and relax, to catch up on missing assignments. Um, And if it's like really bad burnout and you feel just completely exhausted to the point of like it's affecting your mental health, take easy classes for a semester and see if it helps. And if that doesn't help, take easy classes for a year um, and Mm -hmm. just... Nothing is more important than your mental health, including grades, including friendships, including um, relationships, anything. Just, I burnout is a huge problem in high school, and I definitely felt it a lot, um, especially as last year as a sophomore. I don't know why. I feel like for most people, it's their junior year, but for me, it was my sophomore year. So this year, I took it easier than I was planning on taking my junior year, um, and I have no regrets. It's been, I've gotten so much more sleep. I've been so much happier and just doing a lot better. Yeah. I was kind of the opposite in the sense of like, I think last year was hard for both of us. Like we both, (laughs) last year was hard, dude. It was honestly harder than this year, but this year I actually took harder classes, but they were classes that I was genuinely interested in. Like they may have been harder, but I was excited to take them. And so I was also a lot happier this year. And yeah, definitely like I took quite a few sick days this year when I was getting overwhelmed with my workload literally just to like catch up on some work or just sleep in or even just like sit down and like mindlessly watch YouTube for a little bit just because I needed to turn my brain off so like it's definitely okay to take a break like that from school it's and we've had very understanding teachers like if you work hard most of the time and you have left a good impression on the teacher so they don't think like you're a slacker um, just because, um, if you reach out and you're like, hey, I've tried my best this entire year in your class, but I'm really struggling. I'm like, I have so many other assignments from other classes and like this and this is going on in my life. Usually they're going to be very understanding and say, hey, what can I do to help? Or like, um, you can have an extension on this assignment and if they don't understand that's when you can reach out to other people like your parents or your uh, school counselor or maybe find a therapist talk to your friends if they're up for that like do things do what's right for you and as you know you can tell from me and Liv we've had different approaches but um it's just like very personalized I know definitely like the about extensions the first time I ever asked for an extension I was like terrified but honestly if you if you're nice to your teacher and you try they'll give you and if they're a good teacher they'll give you an extension like don't at least try asking you know you might as well give it a shot because extensions actually are very helpful if they're gonna say no and you're in the same position you were in before but it won't make it any worse and um it's always good to keep your teachers updated and if you get an extension hold up your end of the bargain um, because they're more likely to give you another extension in the future if you say hey give me two more days make sure you turn it in before those two days are over because that's how you like maintain that trust and um just take advantage of the extra time but don't take it as like I can do whatever I want now because I got an extension. Um and yeah. I don't I think most people are pretty good about that. Um and most yeah, teachers that's... are pretty good about um understanding. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay, last one guys. I think this is my favorite one. I wrote this one. Literally high school just screw it. Dude, have as much 
fun as you absolutely can. What, you lost all your friends? Fucking go out and explore by yourself, you know? Go find a cafe to sit at and read. Like, walk around at 7 o'clock in the morning and just, like, dance in the street. I literally, I am almost 17 years old. And whenever I see a rain puddle, you bet I'm jumping in that thing. Like, don't just stop caring what other people think about you. Do it, and I know that's hard. It's really, really hard. But just try, and like, you gotta be happy. And I added this, you quite literally only live your life once. Yeah, and I know a lot of people have strict parents or they don't have as many friends to hang out with. There are always ways to like have fun in your own way, especially mm -hmm. since um we know a lot of milestones got canceled because of COVID. Like we've experienced dances and traditions and a lot of things being canceled while we were in high school, but you just make the best out of what you have and try to enjoy it. And um, it's all about your mindset, honestly. Just like yeah. go, in it, go into it with an open mind and expect to enjoy it. Yeah, and start trying to enjoy it as a freshman because I was so sad and burnt out my freshman and sophomore year. And then I got to this year and I just decided, I just told myself, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do what makes me happy. And I did. And, you know, maybe it wasn't always the best choices. Like I was late to school almost every single day because I would get off at my not at the bus stop I was supposed to get off I'd get off at the second bus stop so that I could go to this cafe and then I'd walk to school and I'd listen to music the whole way there and I'd jump in puddles and like maybe not the soundest decision but it sure made me a hell of a lot happier than if I hadn't done it so you know what just go for it as long as it doesn't moral of you, the story so. is not to be late to school <laughs> <laughs> don't be late to school That's... not what I was saying be happy like your happiness is definitely more important than school and plus me being late to school didn't affect anything i just want to add that because i had study halls in the morning i didn't need to be there that early anyway so just adding that decisions because yeah you don't want to regret anything but obviously yeah. have fun make, make smart decisions for your happiness for your school your school I know people just like, they're like, I'm not going to go to this school event because I'm too cool for it. But you got to experience it at least once. Go to at least one dance or one sport game, one sports event. Just lost my ability to speak <laughs> <laughs> for a second. Yeah. But go see the like school play. Like there are a lot of things you can do um, through yeah, your school. It's honestly so fun, even if you go and you're like, I'm going to hate this. If you just go and like, especially if you go with friends and you just like try to enjoy it, you're most likely going to enjoy it. So. Yep. Okay. That was a very long episode, but I hope you got some good advice. Um, last words. Don't be scared. You're going to rock high school and come out the other side. A super amazing person. So just. We wish you the best, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Yep. Bye. You guys got this.